Christian podcast for families? Awesome! Listen to the Word on the Street podcast with your family and enjoy getting to know Jesus together. Here's your host, Anna Ware. Jesus has performed so many miracles. After he had healed Peter's mum, who was in bed with the temperature, he healed many blind people, he healed people who couldn't walk, he healed all kinds of ailments. Jesus became really famous for being a healer. He was a miraculous healer. Doctors and hospitals looked very different to the way they look today. Technology has come a long way. They didn't have electricity and they didn't have tablets and they didn't have x-ray machines or echoes or any of the machines that they have in those hospitals. If you are sick and want to get well, it is very, very difficult. A lot more people died from being sick. There was a disease during this time that was quite common. Leprosy isn't a very contagious disease. It does affect your nerves, and your nerves are the thing that feels things on your skin or in your body. So if you break your arm and you don't feel it, you might not go to the doctor, but you might walk around with that arm still broken and it would heal in the wrong spot. If you got burnt, you would not feel it. So you might burn your hand and you wouldn't feel it, and you keep on using your hand and then it wouldn't heal. So people with leprosy often have scars and sores and they look sick. Now, leprosy is contagious. It's not as contagious as COVID or the flu, but if you hang out with somebody with leprosy, you are much more likely to get it than if you don't. In Jesus' time, the law was that if you had leprosy, you weren't allowed to live in the towns. They didn't know how to fix leprosy and they didn't want to catch leprosy. So if you had it, you had to live outside of the city gates. You had to live in the countryside. Well, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and he was in the countryside between the border of Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men with leprosy came towards him. They did stand at a distance, which shows that they're very respectful. They didn't want him to catch it. They knew that Jewish people are not allowed to touch those who are sick or they will end up being unclean. Jewish people need to go through a cleaning ceremony if they get unclean. There's a big long list of things that will cause a Jewish person to be unclean. You have to wash your hands and you're not allowed to touch certain things. Touching somebody with leprosy would make you unclean and you'd have to do this big, long ritual. So they yell at Jesus, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. They knew that Jesus was a healer. They knew that Jesus could heal them. Well, Jesus looked at them and instead of saying, yes, I heal you, you can go back to the town now. Or Jesus could have said, go and wash in this pool or one time he rubbed mud on somebody and they were healed. This time, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priests. If you had leprosy and were unclean and had to be outside of the town and then got healed, the only person who would say, yes, you're healed, you're welcome to come back into town, were the priests. So you had to go to the priests and say, can I come back? Am I healed yet? Jesus said to these 10 men, go show yourself to the priests, even though he hadn't actually healed them yet. They're still sick. Are they going to obey Jesus and walk into the town 
even though they're not allowed? Well, they have a choice to make. Do they want to stay outside the town or do they want to walk themselves into the town illegally? They chose to obey Jesus. On their way into town to see the priests, they were healed. It's interesting that that's not the end of the story. One of the ten decided that he was going to stop. He was going to go back to Jesus and say thank you. He turned around. He went back to Jesus. He was shouting praises to God. I can imagine him singing and skipping and just being so ecstatic. His life used to be terrible. His whole body was maimed and broken and covered in sores. He ran back to Jesus so happy. He bowed down at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And Jesus asked him, where's everyone else? What's happened? Where are the other nine? He didn't wait for an answer. He just said, well done. Get up. Go live your life. Your faith has made you well. Those men had faith because they walked into town to see the priests, like Jesus said, even though they weren't healed yet. We've talked about faith a lot when we've been exploring Jesus' miracles. Sometimes Jesus just heals people, but sometimes Jesus is really testing their faith. But this miracle is interesting because of the one man that came back and thanked Jesus. Gratitude is being grateful, thankful for something that has happened, and it is so important. And in our society, please and thank you are very, very important. We want to do the right thing by our community. I remember going overseas to Vietnam and I learnt the word thank you. One time I said it after getting off a motorbike. I said thank you. Come on. Come on. I think it was come on. It was a long time ago. And the man mimicked me and mocked me because in their culture they don't say thank you nearly so much as what um, we do apparently. Well, God isn't necessarily worried about following society's rules. He's not worried about manners and doing the exact right thing, but he does want us to be grateful. He wants us to feel thankfulness in our hearts. This is a whole body attitude. And people have been studying this gratitude in more recent years. It's been proven that some people just automatically think grateful thoughts and some people automatically think negative thoughts. That means they think the worst of things. So often it's talked about in terms of a glass and it's someone has filled it up halfway. Do you look at that glass and go, it's half full? That means I get to drink something. That's fantastic. It's half full. Some people look at that glass and think, oh, it's half empty. I only get half a glass of water to drink. I don't get the whole glass. And they're the people who will think negatively. If you think it's half full, you think positively. You think gratefully. If you think it's half empty, you might be a bit more sad. I did studies on people's brains throughout the day. And each day, we usually think negatively 80% of the time. That means we think sad things 80% of the time and only 20% of our thoughts are positive. Most people will only think positively, they will only think gratefully 20% of their thoughts. That's not much. Most of us are really negative. We're thinking of the bad side of things. We're thinking the glass half empty. Now God wants us 
to be genuinely grateful. God wants us to have hearts that are automatically grateful. Think about it. When you breathe, you breathe the air in and then you breathe it back out again all day long. Are you thinking about that air going in and out? Or does it just happen automatically without you consciously thinking about it? When you walk, do you think one leg forward, next one forward, left one forward, now the right one goes forward and so on? Or do you just walk? What we can do is we can be grateful for things And it can be so automatic in our minds that we just do it without even consciously thinking about it, like walking or like breathing. You can feel how fortunate you are. You can feel how blessed you are and how many good things God has given you automatically without having to force your mind to do it. And that is called habit. We can make gratitude a habit. And I think that that one leper had gratitude as a habit. And when he was healed, he probably didn't even think, I need to go back and thank Jesus. He probably just found his legs turning around and running back to Jesus and singing praises to God automatically because it was a habit. Do you want to get in the habit of being automatically thankful? Now, a good way to get us into this habit is to make sure we are thanking God Try and think of at least three things that you are grateful for every single day. And before you go to sleep, think about those three things and give God the credit for them. He is the one who gave them to you. And if you write them down on a piece of paper or in a little book, you can keep that little book next to your bed. That helps even more to get into the habit of being grateful. One of my favorite Bible verses is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Who are we to thank? God. The discussion questions. Are you in the habit of thinking grateful thoughts? Or do you think ungrateful thoughts more naturally? Number two. What are you going to start doing that might help you have a more grateful heart. Number three, who are we to show thankfulness to? Why is it important to remember who we are going to be grateful to? Thanks for tuning in. I'll be praying this week that you can get into the habit of being grateful and thinking grateful thoughts and that you can be thinking how generous God is because it all comes from him. That is the end of the episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Continue the conversation with your family now or throughout the week. Or you can head on over to the Word on the Street podcast social pages and join our conversation there. Find all the links at thewordonthestreetpodcast.com.